0: Love Talk Radio. Kasha, why well, we can't
1: go outside and play
0: today, baby? Cause there's too much happening out there. We got misguided people in this world who turn to violence and use guns, and sometimes innocent people like you and me get caught in the middle of it. Well, what's wrong with them, baby? I don't know. They need changing the lot. The reading TV screens and headlines don't think to show that they dreams, their child wanna play right, but they can't cause the blocks filled with drunk fire, ain't no name on them bullets when they take flight, and so we're praying as God for a safe night, right? Peace is getting wild out here, should no parent ever have to lose their child out here? So. Don't gain peace of mind out here When the message unheard Though it's loud and so clear You make me wanna really fly away, highway But I gotta say, we we'll don't reach on these streets Trying to show a better way The rich, poor, black, white, man, woman, still it affects you. Violence ain't racist. Death come in their faces, complacent till it hits home. That's when you taste it. And all of these murders and numbers unheard of, reasons unheard of account for a third of crimes just committed. You hear, but do you feel it now? Me and my people stand strong until they get it. Tell the streets to put the thousands down. Let's build a foundation here on common ground and know that we won't stop until that peace is found. While through the night, can you hear that sound? If media don't play this, it ain't part of the problem It takes people in opposition to get together and solve In one city, one state, one nation, one voice And the victory is ours if you can make one choice oh, Why can't we live here in peace? That peace is what we need Why don't no, no, no.
2: Street USA for Thursday, December 8th, 2010. Black Wall Street USA is the official broadcast of Black Wall Street National. We're holding steadfast in our efforts to sustain and increase black businesses across Chicago and the nation. We are here every Thursday evening from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. right here on blogtalkradio.com slash CBBN. You may listen to a rebroadcast of the show at W. Dave WJPCChicago.com, Saturday mornings from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Our host this evening is Mr. Ron Carter, who is the publisher and editor of South Street Journal for almost two decades, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, and also the People's Candidate for Alderman of the 17th Ward right here in Chicago. I'm Sonia Perdue founder of Chicago's Black Business Network.com and author of Black America, Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, Book 1, 2010, now available on Amazon.com. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. The chat room is open. Leave your company information and website links in the chat room. That is how we connect. Press the number one if you would like to speak to our host, one of our guests, or if you have a comment or question. This evening we will be recapping all of the happenings that the Black Wall Street Summit held this past Saturday. want to take a few minutes first to tell you what takes place at the summit, and then we'll bring on the chairman to give you a roundup of the past summit, which was Summit 14. We're anticipating some call-ins from some of the attendees, We've requested their feedback and their suggestions in order to make each summit better, uh, to make us grow, to help us grow, and help us be a better tool and vehicle as we serve the community. Now, Black Wall Street's goal is sustaining and increasing black businesses in the Black Wall Street districts. Our secondary goal is assisting the community in discussions to complement our missions. The quarterly summits are utilized as a tool for input and to maintain a vivid focus on these objectives. This is where we meet with the community to share what is going on with Black Wall Street Chicago, to be accountable to the community for the work that, we, that we've done during the past quarter. Each quarter since May of 2007, summit attendees have voted on resolutions initiated from summit discussions, and we'll talk about some of the resolutions from this past Saturday. Through these resolution agreements, the summits serve as a check court for district, concern, district concerns and a record of data, which is then used to uh, follow up and measure success for future summits. We're going to have the chairman break all that down for you in a few moments. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA with host Ron Carter, and I'm Sonya Purdue Once again, our call-in number is 347 326 seven seven three two six nine four seven seven. You'll need to press the one in order for us to bring you on the air. Let's welcome the Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago to the air. Ron, how are you this evening?
3: Good evening, Sonia, and all our listeners. My pleasure to be with you and all of us out in the Chicago's Black Business Network uh station here tonight. So how are you this evening?
2: I'm doing great. Uh, busy as usual a lot of things going on a lot of things coming up uh, no rest for the weary no rest for the weary
3: right? <laughs> yeah uh, I know it's, keep... uh, when, you're, when you're involved in it you are involved in it and, and the old term that people used to say is in your blood and no transfusions are available
2: is that right <laughs> well what we're going to do we're hoping that um, from the past summer, we have some great responses that uh, we can pass that on to them, and it will get it, it. will be a part of their blood and their makeup, and we hope that they become involved. Um, just a little bit, we have a couple of callers on the line, and we want to bring them on so that they can tell us uh, their experience from the summit. But just you know, give us a couple of minute roundup, and we're going to go to the phones, Ryan.
3: Well, I have to say that uh, our uh, summit uh, last Saturday was normally more quieter than what it usually be. Uh, even regardless of the amount of participation, uh, this at the summit is always seems to have a strong dominance of some form of debate that always end in, in, for the most part, in a resolution. So this here particular summit of 14 as we started off and as we went through the uh the evening we definitely had resolutions or particular issues from um confirming 79th Street as a Black Wall Street district uh Mr. Love confirming to form an, an invested arm of the uh, of the summit um uh, having Uh, commitments from the 19th ward on a legislative um, initiative for parity of automatic contract, I mean automatic menu for uh, automatic control over contracts and a lot of dialogue with the youth um, and with uh, Doc Walls who was there uh, addressing the city's 2040 program. So from a whole day of activity starting from kicking off about 9 o'clock. And actually, I think we did finish at uh, about 4.30. There were some items that did not get on the agenda based on some people's absentee. But for the most part, we went straight on through. Uh, we did have a part that was the, supposed to have open dialogue, but the intensity of moment by moment, and this time we actually had a lunch break. We normally don't have lunch breaks. I don't know how we got away with having a lunch break at this, this summit.
2: I don't know. I don't know how that happened either. <laughs> mm, all right.
3: Well, yeah. We actually had a thirty-minute lunch break, um, and then from there, I picked right back on dealing with the, the business of the summit. So, um, yeah, it went pretty nice and smooth no, than what it usually be, but it's definitely a focus of with the agenda of sustaining and increasing black businesses. So I felt good about it. And naturally there is some details in which other folks, uh, our callers, can fill us in on what their experiences were.
2: It was, It was a good summit. There was some... Uh, quality people there. There was some great feedback uh, there. There was an interest uh, portrayed to me uh, during and after uh, of intentions of involvement from the West side, from Indiana. Uh, yes, we were thankful to have Mr. Quinton Love, who has come to, uh, who was also at the welcome reception, who is interested in proceeding with the Capital Investment Fund for Black Wall Street, uh dan Phillips was there from the from the 20th ward uh very excited about what's going on with black wall street she sent me an email this morning as a matter of fact uh and asked to be your co-host on some shows ron so she's there. Oh, very, she to be very involved yeah mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to that uh, very much so uh we welcome her uh, with, with open arms to come in. Uh, she's pretty heaven. She has a JD and a couple of PhDs, and she's ready to go, and she's in, she's she's ready to roll. Uh, so we look forward to having her come on and be a part of the team. Let's go to the phone line. We're going to go to our first caller. You listen to Black Wall Street USA, and what we're doing is we re, we're recapping Summit 14, which was held last week. Our host is Ron Carter. I'm Sonya Perdue. Caller from the 708 Area Code. Welcome to Black Wall Street USA. You're on the air.
4: Thank you. Hi. Hi.
3: Yes, and who are you and where are you from?
4: I'm Nancy Jeffries, and I'm from the west side of Chicago.
3: All right. How are you?
4: I'm great. We spoke
3: kind of briefly at the summit.
4: Huh?
3: We spoke very briefly at the summit. Yes,
4: yes. So...
3: What brought you to the summit in the first place?
4: I'm a um I'm a manager and buyer at a business on Madison and Western. Saint uh-huh. Cosa is in the bag boutique. Okay,
3: so gotcha. Uh-huh. Actually
4: the owner, Anetta Wilson, um, asked me to come, so that's how I wound up getting there. Yeah.
3: Okay. So once you got there, what were you expecting and what did you actually see?
4: I thought it would probably be just a ordinary meeting, but I got so much information out of this meeting. It was just unbelievable for me. Oh, okay. Um, no, I mean, it was amazing. And I truly <laughs> enjoyed myself and I was not expecting to come and really get as much information that I did. Mhm.
3: What about the format of it? Um, did you see the different format, or what's your interpretations of the format of how it was uh, conducted?
4: The format was awesome. You all touched mm-hmm. base on um, the black businesses and how um, we need to come together and start shopping. You know, far as blacks coming together in unity and mm-hmm. oneness, and that really, I've been wanting to hear that for the longest because. We as black business owners, we don't know how to shop with our own people. And, and then there's nothing wrong with shopping anywhere else. But when you look at the suburbs and you wonder why they have so much, the, green is grad, green, the grass is greener, and then you get to our neighborhood and it's not, it's because we going to their community and spending our money.
3: Well, so, you know, I I guess uh one thing that you was there at the beginning of the uh of the summit, correct? Yes. When we first opened. Uh, what is your interpretation? Did you understand the full uh focus of the Chicago's uh the C Did you understand I, that?
4: Yeah, um, you all brought it You um, broke it down where I can understand it, but, no, I didn't understand it before.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, um, now, based on being on the west side, were you aware that we have identified Madison Street as a black Wall Street district? No. I didn't know that. What What would be your interpretation of what would that mean to have a black Wall Street district on the west side?
4: I would love it. That was my question to you is how can I be a part of it? Because mm-hmm. I want to be a part of I I've heard about, you know, um, Madison being um, years ago where it had caught fire or whatever went on over in that area. And I um, spoke to um, Cheryl yesterday regarding how a lot of black businesses are coming up in the area. Mm-hmm. Right. Um,
3: Well, we definitely one thing I definitely want you to, if all possible, put in your notepad of your calendar, is that next Thursday we're going to have the planning committee meeting, a follow up to the summit. Uh, That's going to be next Saturday. I mean, I'm sorry, next Thursday at eight thirty a.m. Uh, here at the office on uh, 449 East 35th Street, are you able to uh, uh, to be present?
4: Yes, I'm a, I should be able to be there.
3: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now, so do you think that calling uh, Madison Street, we have identified Madison Street from uh, California to Austin as a Black Wall Street district? What What's your interpretation of what would that mean to that area and its impact?
4: Wow. <laughs> I believe it would make a big impact in that community. I mean, I see they um building so much over in the area. and um, okay. But since I've been there and passed our flyers, I truly believe that it would impact the community greatly. Mm -hmm. Um, That's something we need. Mm
3: -hmm. Would uh, it be a, uh, do you think that the community at large would embrace it or the organizations of Madison Street embrace the concept?
4: I truly believe they would, yes.
3: Well, yes. we definitely want to uh uh move We have moved before in having Madison Street as a Black Wall Street district. It is listed um from Chicago as a, as a district um and in pursuing that, uh can you tell us a little bit about Madison Street based on on the west side on its representation of black businesses?
4: It's building. It's a lot of, um. I, I can say it's a lot of black business owners over there. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, now, again, let me throw this question out to you. Uh, do you think that people will run away from the term black based on, uh, some people say it's not black power, white power, brown power, it's green power, no matter where that, uh, green power come from, uh, how do you think that they would, uh, the community would uh, embrace that? Are they looking for black businesses or whoever gives the best uh, bang for the dollar?
4: No, the community is looking for black business. They are.
3: Mm, Okay. So what we need to do what would you say would be the first step in uh, making that happen?
4: Getting to the West
3: <laughs> Yeah. Um, what would you think would be the first thing that need to that we would need to really make happen?
4: Probably um have a meeting over in the area.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, invite the community out.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um right. I've um 'cause in the area they call it West Haven.
3: West Haven?
4: Mm-hmm. It's called West
3: well, what Haven. Part is that.
4: Um, Madison and um Madison and Western um Uh-huh. Cause I actually I assist on the Board of Chambers over there. I'm one of the board members. Okay,
3: what does uh West Haven? What does do you know the concept of that that term or where it came from or why is What term is? I don't know what name
4: it was before, but I know they recently changed it. Um, because uh, I believe uh, how, it was how
3: long ago? You know,
4: um, I've been over there. The store opened in '09, okay. so um, I believe, like, um, I can't say because, like I say, it opened up in '09, and um, they just started the chambers over there, mm-hmm. um, like the end of last year. Okay, mm.
3: so West Haven, and that is uh, a representation from what group? There, would you know?
4: Um, I would say I don't, I don't, I'm not quite sure what project there was. If there was Henry Horners over there, okay. So I guess all of the all in the area, that's what it is. Um, they, um, I don't know where they got the name from, West Haven, but that's what they they call in now.
3: Okay. Well, we definitely want to uh, expand our base, and I guess the other part is actually um, having you to take some type of role in the leadership and making that happen. Uh, How does that sound to you?
4: I have no problem.
3: No? No. you know, it's, it's a matter of, the uh, organizing and reaching out to other people and, um, and really taking that lead on it. But I think that, well, I know that there are other people uh, that are part of Black Wall Street that are at the, um, you know, that's part of uh, the West Side community.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: it's a matter of getting in contact with them giving, uh, and getting to know them. But I believe that it is a process, but the process is very doable uh, with being persistent to make it happen. Okay. And so you feel as though this is initiative that you want to kind of take hold of, huh?
4: I do. I do. Right. I, I'm. You just don't know the meeting. Um, I've learned so much at being at that summit. Oh, okay. Um, I truly have, and it's just really, I was um, sharing with the executive, you know, um, about it and how it just really touched me to know a lot of information and how the youth need to be involved so they would know.
3: Uh-huh. What did you think about the youth session that, was, that took place? Were you there with the, I was, the youth? I was, I was, Okay, yes, what was what, yes. your impression about the youth when they were uh, up at the panel?
4: It was, it was... um it was amazing because they they didn't know, you know, a black, about um what's going you know, with the Black Wall Street. Um, not only that but with the history. Our history. Mm-hmm.
1: Um
4: mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, I have to bring my kids out. They need to know, you know, our, our um history. They need mm-hmm. to know these things.
3: Okay. All right. Well, we definitely had their presence and they definitely uh took part mm-hmm. um and the idea is that is there a a a west side type of um um uh, I guess youth entrepreneurial program or focus that you may know of? where they are trying to prepare the youth to be more involved in the economics of their community.
4: Um, I can't say. Okay. Um, no. Mhm.
3: Well, as you can tell, uh at the summit, one focus that we have is is youth. Mm-hmm. Uh it has been a a long process of getting youth involved But uh, Mr. Mathis um, of the tribe, he was the one that um, orchestrated and facilitated the, the youth panel and presented the questions. And with all of that in mind, do you think that we have a good chance of our youth being able to continue the legacy of business even From the concept of Black Wall Street? Yes. Okay. Well, with that in mind, you know this is a drafting call, don't you? (laughs) Yes. Where we are drafting you, and uh, we're going to definitely meet with you and talk with you and see exactly how we're going to move forward on the initiative of Madison Street being. Full-fledged a Black Wall Street district,
4: yes. not
3: just in concept but in actual uh, the development of those initiatives to make it so. Wow, sounds
4: good.
3: Sounds good.
4: Yes, it
3: do. Very good, very good. Yes. So, uh, upon doing that, um, uh, Sonia is uh, we are prepared to go ahead and make her. A, um, a, an official with the Black Wall Street District of Madison Avenue?
2: I think we are prepared to do that, and I hope she's prepared to take on this challenge. <laughs> uh, she so- <laughs> Okay, Ms. Jeffrey. She sounds like she's ready, Ron, so we might as well. We're going to move forward with that, Ms. Jeffrey. Uh, we do want you at the meeting this Thursday at 8.30 a.m. to initiate that and share that with the board and committee members and uh, we look forward to working with you. Uh, one thing I'd like to uh, for you to do, Ms. Jeffries, is tell us the name of your boutique again, the address, and how we contact you over there on the west side of Chicago.
4: Okay. The name of the boutique is It's in the Bag Boutique. Um, you can reach me at 312-733-1712. Our Safe address is wsafechild at net. Our website is SankofaSafeChild.org. Again, Sankofa is in the bag boutique. We're a black-owned business. I'm the buyer and manager. Anetta Wilson is the executive director. So if you have any questions, please give me a call.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, and what is the are...
2: specialty of the boutique? Right. What's the specialty? Mm-hmm.
4: We specialize in um, career suits, church suits, evening wear, um casual wear, business attire. Um we also do customer service training as well with our workforce development and social enterprise at the boutique. So we do on hand training. So it's just an awesome um organization, Saint Safe Child Initiative. Um we have child welfare, we do so much the organization does and the boutique it just falls up under the umbrella.
3: Okay. When you say fall under umbrella, the umbrella, is the umbrella a a a business umbrella or is it a, a non profit organization umbrella? It's a non
4: profit or... organization.
3: Okay. And y'all been in existence you say since uh two
4: thousand and nine? The boutique been in existence since two thousand and nine, but Saint Kofa Safe Child Initiative been in business for I believe eleven years now.
3: Mm, okay. Yes. Mhm. So uh, entrepreneurship is a major focus of the organization, or is that yes. the case? Okay. hmm So what has been your experience being involved in this business venture? Uh, what are some of your most humble thoughts about it and then some of your most uh, concerned thoughts about being in business? Um, since
4: I've been a part of this organization, I have learned so much Regarding um, political information Miss Annette Wilson Knows a whole lot of people um, From Danny Davis to um, Ricky Hinn. Um She actually knew President Obama Before he, when he was in sen- You know, a senator, you know So it was just so much information Since I've been in this organization um, From I'm taking um, business entrepreneur Classes at the Urban League um, The most Since we've been having a boutique, the struggle is not getting our people out and shopping with black-owned business. Uh
1: Uh,
4: That's the biggest struggle that we have. Okay. uh, So has
3: it affected your business uh, growth based on that uh, uh, focus? Has it stumbled your business growth based on the lack of uh, participation that it should be? Yes. Or are you all still growing, or you're just neutral, or, or what's the status of your your business itself?
4: Um, because we in a nonprofit organization, the business, the boutique is not making money at all. It's not doing good because um, I guess because being on Madison and Western, um, the the um, businesses are, are coming. You know, it's more black owned businesses, but getting the community out to shop. Because I guess they've been, however, deserted for so long, and just trying to get them to come, you know, in a community and shop studying going elsewhere is that's the problem. Um, networking, I've done, reached out to the community, yes. Um, it's just, I guess, the mindset, you know, just getting them out to shop with black owned businesses is a struggle in that, right. in that community right now.
3: Mm. Okay. So this here is a, a a real challenge for us to move forward and securing the base for the Black Wall Street district of seventy I'm sorry, of um Madison Street, taking into consideration that now we are up to twelve districts. Uh I were I was in a meeting earlier today with um these fifty first street uh Black Wall Street participants. And they are very well more excited. They weren't at the summit. Uh, they gave their uh, apologies for not being there. Uh, but they definitely stated, count them in as a Black Wall Street uh, district. And so you one thing that we're going to have to do is to have a meeting among those that represent these districts so that they all can have a focal point of where they are and where they want to be in working on the Black Wall Street districts. So that's definitely in the works to make that happen as well. Okay. Okay. I mean, I so, can reach
4: out to some of the business owners um, and just, you know, give them some information regarding Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. You well, know, we're, going okay. to
3: make sure, yeah, we're going to make sure that happens. Okay. Getting that information to you as well. Okay? Yes, that sounds good. Well, well, do stick around with us and uh, uh, hold on. Don't go nowhere to listen to the rest of the show.
1: Okay. And
3: uh, matter of fact, we're going to want you to uh, come right back in on us as well as we move forward. Uh, Sonia?
2: You're listening to Black Wall Street USA with Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. I'm Sonia Perdue. One thing she did mention uh, is Greg Mathis, who is uh, an executive director over there uh, with Tribe, Tribe Nation. And every time uh, I reach out and call Greg in to come and put together this youth panel, come and do something, he's always there. So I want to mention one of his upcoming events uh tribe is hosting an event, event at northeastern illinois university um, oops i can't do that because it was today i'm looking at, oh, i'm looking okay. at my, i'm looking at my notes uh, but they do a lot of things. He was, they had it. Well, okay, let me put it in the past tense. Uh, they had an event over at Northeastern University. And this is one of the things that they do quite often. And let me just tell you what tribe is: total resources involvement, benefiting everyone. And right. uh, they do have they have their stuff together over there. Uh, I want you to visit their website. They, what their website is is quite deep. The presentation was our time, our turn, and, and it was uh youth it was youth oriented. Everything was youth oriented, uh, at that at that particular event. But I want you to visit their uh he's a great supporter of Black Wall Street and I want you to visit their website. It's tribe T R I B E nation dot org. And uh you'll find some interesting resources there and some interesting programs there. Uh not only do they educate, entertain and empower youth, they also work um uh, with the community uh, regarding lifestyles of youth, the uh, illness that affects us as far as violence, literacy, poverty, and substance abuse. And they really have a really fundamental program over there. So we want to really thank Mr. Mathis for reaching out to us and being a part of what we do. He is working on putting a youth committee together. He's um, I put him in contact with Dre Love, which you know is my barber. He owns Bronzeville Salon down the street on 35th Street. And he's also, not only he's the owner, uh, he has a partner. Not only he's the owner, he's an apprentice. He's a construction apprentice. And he wants to head up the uh, Young uh, Youth Entrepreneurs Committee. So he was over oh, here the other day he was talking about that. That's what he's interested in. And uh, he's just in his second year of being at, uh, an apprentice. He says, I think his contract uh Seamen, that's what he said. Uh, that's what he's specializing in. So we we talked we talked quite a bit about what's going on. There's a lot of things going on with Black Wall Street, and uh, we still have we have uh, other callers on the line. But I want to mention uh, after we're going to take a brief break, and we're going to come back after the break. We want to talk about a presentation. Also, after we take this caller, we want to talk about a presentation uh, from. Angela Williams, as she did uh, Saturday, which is quite important regarding maintenance and security contracts coming up in Chicago, and the deadline for that is December thirtieth. So what we're going to do is going to take a break here. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA, and we'll be right back after this break.
4: A successful special event can be very challenging and stressful at times. Our staff of professionals organizes your event down to every last detail, no matter what size your special event may be.
0: Our creativity and attention to detail turns your ordinary party into an extraordinary event. At Andy Clyde's, world-class service for our clients is standard. We can provide travel arrangements, accommodations, event sites, caterers, florists, photographers, transportation, hair stylists, and makeup artists, Favors, daily plans for guests, and pre-event information such as detailed maps, save-the-date cards, and invitations. Being a custom event planner means that we cater to you. We are not locked in by guidelines passed down by corporate. It is our job to find the best possible way to present your event. We have been referred to as Dreamweavers because we listen to what you want and get it done. Our specialties are the vacation packages. Visit our website at www.andyclides.net to see examples of what sets our services above others. And remember, at Andy Clines, we are your.
2: You're listening to Black Wall Street USA. I'm Sonya Perdue with our host, Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. We're here every Thursday evening from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. right here on blogtalkradio.com slash CBBN. This show is rebroadcast every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at wjpcchicago.com, and we appreciate Antonio Chappelle for his service to us. Our call in number is 347-326-9477, 347-326-9477. Press the number one if you'd like to speak to our host or our guest if you have a comment. We're recapping Summit 14 from last Saturday. There's so many things that are going on. I I would like to mention um, one upcoming event. Uh, let's bring the chairman back on, I one of um Share one upcoming event with you all, and then we're going to go back to the phone lines. Welcome back to the show, Ryan.
3: Thank
2: you, Sonia. So, one so thing uh, I, w- I wanted to share: Network dot com has a conference call coming up this Monday between one PM and two thirty PM. And of course, you can call me for more information. But <clears throat> it is specifically for beauty salons and spa owners and uh we hadn't talked about it although we work in the same office people. It's just so much of that you can't talk about everything. But uh I know that Black Wall Street does have a concern and a committee that is uh involved in the beauty industry. So I wanted to share this with our listeners. Uh and we're probably gonna do more than one conference call on this because this program uh is being hosted by Loftus Consulting. Kimberly uh Loftus is the head and CEO of that organization. This program is unique. Um Loss This Consulting is offering to go into beauty salons, work with the salon owners and um the the beauticians, that's an old word, uh the cosmetologists in the salon to train them to increase their profits. Uh, to help them set up a retail part of their organization to help them in product selection, uh, to help them service their customers, to help them in designing their entire operation. Uh the program that she's offering is is so unique. She's done this uh on Michigan Avenue. She has she the her team, I met them at L twenty six, uh at a seminar that they were doing for salon owners over there. Her team has done this on Michigan Avenue, so she's bringing it to the south and west sides of Chicago, and um, and it has shown increased profits. There seems to be a drainage not only of, out of our community as far as our services, but as far as the underutilization of our services. It's like any business has an offspring of their service. So in the beauty industry, it's the beauty product. And in her analysis, and she's she's having she's uh, she's got the MBA from Northwestern over there. She's had this consulting firm for quite a long time, and the woman who's working with her has over twenty years experience in this industry. They're underutilizing the retail portion of their beauty salons, and she's going to go in train them. Uh, do uh, what Nancy jefferies is talking about over there, and it's maybe something they can work with uh, as far as customer service is concerned and how to sell their retail products and make it a viable part of their organization because there's a drainage there. So this is going to be a great conference call. You can call me 312-239-8835, and I will email you the link and the information for the call. But I'd like for her to come over to Black Wall Street also because she also works um, in showing how showing beauty salons how to become spa owners. That's a big thing right now. Um, so she's very well versed in that area, and I want, I would love to see her come over and work on Black Wall Street, uh, the beauty industry. Uh, committee and, you know, be a part of that and growing that particular sector. So that's this Monday, December 13th, 1 p.m. to 2.30. And you can call me at 312-239-8835, and that's lost this consulting. In a little while, Rob, we're going to go back and we want to talk about uh, Angela Williams. We're going to bring our next caller on. But we want to go back and talk uh, um About Angela Wynn's presentation and uh, her request for proposal for maintenance contractors and security contractors. So, and that deadline is December the 1st, so we don't want the evening to pass before we do those couple of things, Ron. Okay. So, what we're going to do, let's go to the phone line and let's bring on our next caller from the area code 219. Caller evening. from now you're on the air with Black Wall Street, USA. Hello? Hello, caller? Yes, this is Have
3: Savannah
5: Patterson.
3: It. Ms. Patterson, how are you? You, you? Where are you calling Well, from?
5: how are you this evening?
3: Okay. You're calling from where?
5: I'm calling from Gary, Indiana.
3: Oh, this Miss Ms. Patterson. How are hey. you again? I
5: am well. How are you?
3: Oh, very well, very well. So welcome to uh, Chicago's Black Business Network of Black Wall Street uh, Blog Radio. So you attended your first summit here in um, uh, last Saturday. What were you expecting and what did you actually receive attending?
5: Wow. I came expecting to find out ways that we could work together and bridged the gap, as I stated there, between Gary and Chicago, and I got that. It was a great summit in that it had all the necessary conversations for progress to take place. And it was also great because it was representation for multiple generations, like the youth folks, the elders' spoke, and people made the commitment to come together. And one elder mentioned that um, it was important that we make sure that our youth have an ancestor, an elder, and a mentor surround them. And that's what, you know, causes true change to take place in the community. And I saw all of those people there, elders, the mentors, and they told stories of our ancestors. Mhm. Okay. So
3: now you were a vendor there, correct? Correct. Okay, so what was the product and then and what uh, were you promoting and well not the product but more the service that you were uh vendoring there?
5: Yes, our service is we provide educational outreach that prepares our youth for graduating high school and making a transition to college or a business or a career. We've looked at graduation rates constantly decline, and when it got to the point that I saw schools with graduation rates at 44%, it was like, okay, we have to stop and we have to rethink this because if we're not educating our children, we could do all the work, but if they are not educated to inherit it and to manage and be wise stewards of what we're handing to them, then our work is in vain. So we go into the schools and we work with teachers, administrators, parents, and students, and we pretty much give them the tools in the classroom to make the transition to college, career, or a business. So, our table was to promote our upcoming initiative with the uh, Pepsi Education Refresh Grant, which we are in the running and asking people to vote so that we can get that grant to continue our outreach in the schools. Mm-hmm.
3: Was there a any particular uh, assessment or data that prompted you all to take on this uh, business initiative? Uh, was it more the heart, the gut, or some actual um, data that says this is the direction to go?
5: Uh, it was a combination of both. We've been providing service to the community since 1998, and we officially became an organization in 2006. And the data released for graduation rates in 2009 showed us that we have schools that, as I stated before, are graduating four. Out of every ten students in the school where we work, this school year in particular, the graduation rate is fifty-one point one percent, and that's just not good enough. So it was a combination of both.
3: What is happening to those that do not graduate? Where, where are they going? Or what's happening with them? Or where? Yeah, you know, what happens to them? That those that actually did not graduate, and needless to say that's a very high percentage that are not graduating. So what's not only happened to them, but what is happening to the community that you uh, foresee?
5: Well, we see them, but we see them in the wrong aspect. We see them on the news at night. We see them on the front page of the newspaper for robbery or for murder or for suicide, I mean, those are consequences. Death or jail is what happens to those who graduate. It's kind of, for us, it's a life and death situation. When we go in, we see it as such, because if a child can discover who God created them to be and get busy doing what God created them to do, it makes a huge difference. And on the flip side of that, the ones who do not discover that at an early enough age end up being the ones that we read about either dead or in jail.
3: So is that the case for Gary, Indiana? But if I can say that what I know, that the data that you reflected on the graduation uh, graduation rate in comparison to those that don't is basically a reflection of the nation, of the black community, uh, from uh, Chicago to Atlanta to, naturally, New York, Detroit. Uh, Oakland, why would you say that the black community all over the nation have really the same type of data as it relates to high school um, graduation and those that do not?
5: Well, I would have to refer back to the comment made by one of the brothers who attended the summit. He said every child needs an ancestor, an elder, and a mentor to surround them And to ensure that they succeed And in a lot of the communities Nationwide, particularly The the black community You have a lack of The stories about our ancestors Being told And you have a lack of elders Because when you think about it You have grandmothers that are like 33, 35 now And so it's a lack of That representation, the stories of our ancestors, our elders sitting our young people down saying, this is the way you go, and mentors to actually walk side by side with our young people. When you get those three key resources back in place, it's like we can't transform our communities when those people get in place to do the work that's necessary.
3: What do you think it would mean to have a black Wall Street district in Gary, Indiana?
5: Wow, I think it would represent a huge – it would fill that identity void. It was not at the Black Wall Street Summit, but it was the event prior to that. You all had a networking event, and a person got up and – Yeah, the Chicago Black
3: Business Network along with Black Wall Street, right, Uh
5: uh-huh. A person stood up, and they mentioned if a little Chinese child walked down the street in Chinatown would automatically know what that town meant to them. And so in our communities, if we had more representation like the Black Wall Street in more of our communities, it would fill a void because a lot of our people are suffering from identity crisis, so it will provide – some identity, positive identity for our young people to have something to strive for. That even if they go to college and get a degree, that they have someone in their communities invested in sustaining the businesses and the education in the community is what it, that's what I believe it would mean.
3: Right. Do you think that the uh, the community? I mean, I I, heard, I hear you loud and clear. Matter of fact, that was my statement. If you debate <laughs> that. Made that. Uh, but do you think that the city of Gary, the uh, population, will embrace that idea, or can it be one of those things where, um, as we stated earlier in the show, it's not about black, it's about green, and let's focus on the green and not the black? Or is it something that the, the residents of Gary would not say to and say, let's move forward or push that black thing to the side. We ain't about black. We're about uh, the city of Gary.
5: Well, I believe several things about that question. I believe that in the economy in which we live now, a lot of people are concerned about green and sustaining their families and their household. But, Another thing that I also believe is if an organization says this is how you can sustain the economy in the community in which you live, I believe that that would cause people to have an open ear and to be receptive. to uh, If you have a plan, that's what I believe, that people will be receptive to hear that plan and get on board.
3: Mm-hmm. Now, what, um, you know, we did make the statement as well is that if the residents of Gary do not take control of the economics eventually somebody will and uh, somebody will now or somebody will later what is happening in Gary of people actually or organizations or business leadership uh, do you know of any type of leadership that's actually uh, attempting to take hold of the economic future of Gary?
5: Well, what I do know is that there are a lot of organizations and a lot of people are looking at the numbers and looking at what needs to be done, but I believe the key ingredient is connectivity because if everybody is working, and, like, somebody mentioned, like, in one group here and another group there, but it's not connected efforts, I think it's more effective the more organizations and the more efforts that you can connect would make a larger economic impact than if you have a lot of organizations working just standing on their own and relying on their own network of people and their own resources.
3: Mm-hmm. So can you point out what has um, crippled um, Gary or not moving as fast as maybe some people think it should be moving with the economic agenda?
5: Yes. I would have to say planning because when they did the comprehensive plan, I believe it's called for the city, The most recent one, they said they had not done one for, like, 20 years prior to that. So I believe that comprehensive planning has to be in place for sustainability of a community, and I also believe that the training aspect of training our youth to become active, more active. A lot of young people, they have energy, but if it's not directed toward being productive, then it becomes counterproductive, so I believe comprehensive planning on a consistent basis and then training our young people to be in place to keep the community moving forward. Mhm,
3: so with the um, uh with the drive for a black Wall Street district there, could you identify a particular uh area of Gary? that would make a prime black Wall Street business strip?
5: Well, you have your pick of the blocks on the Broadway. Broadway is our main street, but it has been a while since. It's been a concerted effort to, I guess, they painted a lot of the building front, and it would be really powerful to see
4: businesses
5: behind the paintings. Like they painted, like, and put up, storefronts like as if it was a store there, but Broadway is a wide open space to actually... Wow. Um, so, yeah, yeah.
3: I, I have to admit um, the last time I've been to uh, Gary, close to a year now, close to a year. Matter of fact, it's maybe been a, well, maybe uh, close to a year. Uh, and then when I was there, I was appalled to the amount of vacant stores now there is a, my understanding, a political issue that Gary has with the state of Indiana. Are you aware of that uh, of those issues?
5: Well, I don't know the details of that as of yet. That's something that I am still in search of understanding and uh, comprehending what exactly it means or will mean for this community.
3: Mhm, okay, well, yeah, I was somewhat abreast that the uh, the state of Indiana is trying to uh, uh i guess use its powers to secure the surrounding Gary, Indiana, and that that has a lot to do with state funding coming to uh the city for economic development uh but we will definitely look at uh joining forces with all the uh resources uh of people there in establishing black wall street as uh in the gary in, i'm sorry in gary Indiana. uh we have met with the mayor of gary uh again over about close to a year now in which he has actually supported and endorsed the concept. But he also said, "Where's the plan?" Now, there was a recent announcement in Gary regarding the um, uh, the Michael Jackson theme park. Uh, do you have any type of uh, uh, assessment of what the community of the city of Gary feel about that, or is that anything that's still in motion?
5: A lot of people, of course, were drawn to the community when Michael Jackson passed, and there was a lot of talk and a lot of media attention and a lot of excitement about the possibility, and people are hopeful about the possibility. But as i stated before, hopefully there's a concrete plan in place um, for it to become a reality and not just a concept or an idea because I'm sure that it would draw people from all over the world, not just the community, and it would be a great benefit to this community. But, once again, I don't know the plan for that or the details. I just hope that it does manifest as a reality and it is not just a concept or idea.
3: So from the time it was first announced, uh, are you saying that there have not been really any public um, uh, information uh, forwarded based on uh, the process of moving on that Michael Jackson
5: theme park? Right, it's a lot of media, but um, as far as the theme park actually becoming a reality, we have yet to see it. So people are on standby and <laughs> very hopeful about it, but we're pretty much on standby to see what becomes of it. Mm hmm.
3: Well, we definitely have a, uh, a blueprint template of how we would like to pursue. Um, now, there are other groups. I think that as you was with the uh, the business network that we had, uh, there was a couple of individuals that stressed that they wanted to pursue even more. Gary being a Black Wall Street district um, and. Would you know offhand about how many business organizations may be in the city?
5: It's only one that I know of, and that's the Gary Chamber of Commerce. Outside of that, several organizations, the Gary Young Professionals, was an organization that started a little while back and kind of took a hiatus. And those are the only two that I've pretty much heard of for this area. Mm -hmm.
3: Okay, so now going back to the summit, what was your impressions of the summit that we uh, had?
5: It was an awesome experience in that it was open dialogue and it was honest dialogue. And a lot of the times you go to summits and you get the dressed-up version of what is happening in the community but it was very honest dialogue about what is happening in the community, and then what needs to be done to improve the community.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, um, as you uh, witnessed that the uh, that the at the summit, I believe that if I, my memory serves me correctly, that the summit voted you to be an official member of the Black Wall Street District for the Gary, Indiana.
5: That is correct
3: (laughs) Were you expecting Something like that or
5: I wasn't but I'm Always open to The possibility of What we can do when we yield Our life to the cause Of what is the best For the Greater good like What's necessary, what needs to happen How do we transform our communities How do we make a difference How do we get our young people equipped to be wise stewards Over the community that they will inherit So, I mean, I don't have a problem with facilitating the conversation Reviewing the plan, making sure that it is transparent What needs to be done And then facilitating the process to get it done so I wasn't do you expecting...
3: realize that upon the idea, and it is promoted properly, that Gary, Indiana is a black Wall Street district, do you know what that will do to the nation? Do you have well, any idea? <laughs> tell us what it will
5: do.
3: Well, you know Gary was, I think it was in 1974, held the first black uh black agenda conference that drew everybody from around the country black organization to Gary, Indiana. I believe that was in 1974. Uh I know you weren't born around then. However, I think Sonia was. No, I wasn't.
1: <laughs>
3: okay. Well, I was. I well, I was a kid, but yes, I was I a kid, no, I wasn't not a kid. No, mm-hmm. I wasn't a kid. I, I, I got some age over you all, but like at the same time, yes, Gary was the first national Black Agenda meeting when Mayor uh, Hatchett was there,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and Mayor it Hatch- definitely was the focal point of the nation, and at one point in time we did talk about having the national summit of Gary in Indi- uh, Gary Indiana and which right. maybe now this year uh well not this year but uh uh this uh 2011 the national summit for Black Wall Street is going to be held in Baton Rouge uh Louisiana okay Now, that's, I think it's August the 3rd of uh, uh, 2011. I would want to see if uh, Gary, Indiana, can get a jump start to say that in the year 2012 that the National Summit for Black Wall Street USA be held in Gary, Indiana.
5: Oh, that would
3: be awful. Now, the in order to do that, and I guess, you know, as, as, as with the summit, we don't hold back no punches, per se. We try to let it all hang out. And that means that we did try to look at Gary, Indiana, being the first national summit of Black Wall Street USA. But it came to question that once they come to gary where they're going to stay where they're going to eat how we're going to help people to be a part of it and that was some of the concerns uh i would think that to avoid some of that concerns for the year 2012 that gary would have those restaurants those uh tourist attractions that hotel that black hotel in Gary, Indiana, by the year 2012 uh, to have it to be the uh, third annual Black Wall Street USA convention. Do you get my drift?
5: I get it. And that sounds awesome to me. And we will do all that we can to facilitate that process.
3: That means that you have every uh, accommodation that uh, that would draw. Ooh, how many people should it draw, uh, Sonia?
2: Well, as our eyes were on Chicago this past August, uh, our eyes will be on Gary in 2012. I don't think there's there's a limit. I think if if it's planned and executed correctly that it could certainly make a difference.
5: Mm. great, right. Well we definitely have the Convention Center. <laughs> That's still in place. We have to work on the Eaton State places. It's very interesting that you uh mention Mayor Hatcher because next year, two thousand eleven, his daughter is now running for mayor. Oh yeah. It's very interesting that you mentioned his name.
3: How do you feel about that?
5: Well I think that it takes uh a plan and as I always say a solid plan because we've heard lots of plans. So I am interested in hearing what the plan is and then we'll we'll draw our conclusions about how we feel about that then.
3: Well you know that plan have to uh you know Black Wall Street is Chicago is something like some instigators
1: Okay. <laughs> we instigate
5: stuff. Somebody
3: so, has to, as,
5: pardon? If somebody has to do it.
3: Yeah, so as we instigate, that means it's gonna to have to take somebody else to implement what we instigate. Uh but I don't know if this here is the fair um uh, uh, f- oh, the fair program to bring that attention but if we could look at gary indiana uh to have all the accommodations that's needed uh in order to have the third annual black wall street district there and it doesn't take two years to build a hotel or it doesn't take uh two years to build some restaurants uh it don't take two years to do all of that. You got an airport. Matter of fact, what's the deal with the airport anyway?
5: Well Is it is it doing
3: uh private uh uh it doing I'm sorry, uh commercial uh flights now that you know of?
5: It's several companies. What can I say? It's in constant is transition the right word that I'm looking for maybe. It's in constant transition, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. It's yet to is yet to utilize its full capabilities, so it's it's capable of a lot. They have yet to uh, fully maximize what it can do. hmm Well,
3: uh, I you know Gary definitely is. Uh, if I can some kind of way take the the vision of uh, I don't know how true this is that somebody here at the 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 vision of Las Vegas. They went to, they seen this, who's going to build something in the desert?
5: And look what it is now. Wow.
3: Yeah, uh, but Gary got all those accommodations, I mean the foundation for, uh, you know, I mean I can imagine Broadway with that wide strip and you say this is being those Vacant storefronts are painted now, as though they were occupied.
5: Yes, that's correct.
3: How long has that been? That that has been done.
5: It was around the time that Michael Jackson came here when he was living. I want to say, ooh, maybe six, or seven years now though. Seven yeah, years? It's been a little- oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. So what is the uh, impression of the residents there? So the idea is that you get vacant stores, but they have painted the vacant stores as if they were the uh the artistic of they are occupied stores, correct?
5: Correct. The people so here,
3: the, how do how do people relate to that? Are they, you know, I mean Yeah, what's the concept from the people of that?
5: It's very interesting that you ask that question, the resilience of the people and the nonprofit community and those who are working to turn Gary back around in the right direction. That is inspiring and encouraging to me. And then you have another group that I believe that they think that because things have been like this for so long, it's kind of like, oh, that's just kind of the way that it is. So it's kind of like a mixture of the two, but the resilience of some of the people is just encouraging and inspiring to me. People just keep getting back up and keep trying and keep working to rebuild the communities and keep working to rebuild the school systems. And it's like that little engine of could. They just kind of keep going and keep doing
3: Mhm. Well, Sonia, let me ask you, what do you think uh the uh the process of Gary, Indiana being a Black Wall Street district, uh, in, in this preparation of revitalizing is commercial strip?
2: I think it's gonna take uh those people that Miss Patterson is speaking of who uh, are resilient. Uh, but, at the same time, are active there there are always factors there that are moving forward. It just have to connect the dots she's there we've talked to other people who expressed the interest in seeing Gary change for the better and all of them, including Miss Patterson, each of these people that we've spoken to, have the ability to make it happen. but I think right at this point and right at this time, and I think this is the time, Um, as uh, Mr. Mathis said in his event, our time, our turn. I think this is the time that those dots must be connected uh, in order to make anything move forth. They, They may be working on particular projects. We've talked to people who are. But in order to make it be what it should be before someone else does, those dots and those people must be connected. And as she said, not only have a plan, but a plan of implementation. Uh, it's it's absolutely a possibility. It absolutely can be done. And the people that we've spoken to in Gary can absolutely make it happen. They have the ability and the talent and the wherefore to, to make it happen. But what is going to make this happen, Miss Patterson, is connecting with each of them, and bringing that forth, and that's something that you can be a part of and that should take place like now.
3: Well, Sonia, uh, you you made a statement to the point that you're forgetting about the resolution that took place at the Saturday uh, regarding Miss Patterson. Did you forget the resolution?
2: No, I didn't forget the resolution. She is part of that process now and being part of that process is getting to the other dots and making, pulling them into the process. Oh, I understand.
3: Okay. I'm just being clear. I just want to hope, be clear. And,
2: and I hope it, she understands. I think she does. I think she understands that this is uh, the type of job that she is taking on, but I think that it can be done. When I look around uh, Chicago, as I sit here on 35th Street and look out the window at this mall, like Meadows Mall, what, you know, where I used to sell real estate and uh, people were buying houses and they felt like it wasn't going to happen, they couldn't buy a house. And I kept saying to them, what makes you think that this is such an impossible thing, a difficult thing, when people buy houses all the time? So, This is not an impossibility when people build shopping malls all the time, when people build hotels all the time, when people build skyscrapers all the time. It's just not our people, but it can be our people. It's not an impossibility. It is a possibility. It can be done. It's a process. You need to complete processes, and we can do that. The right people have to be in place, and Ms. Patterson is probably one of those people, and we need to pull those other people in, and we need to do it now and make it happen.
3: All right. Now do uh uh we still have our caller from the west side online.
5: Uh not sure. Oh,
3: uh, we, we don't sure. Yes, yeah, she you. is still here. You
2: like me to bring her back
5: on the air?
3: Yeah, I'd like to ask her uh based on the uh our focus on Gary and what she how she relate to uh Madison Street uh because uh I hope it's not an unfair analysis um but if we look at Madison Street in Chicago and then look at gary uh Broadway um uh, there is some differences, but there's still the um uh, the the unequal parity of black businesses on Madison Street and then there's what you say no parity at all on uh Broadway Miss Jefferson you are you on
4: the line I am I'm here
3: Okay so how as we talked about Gary Indiana and the the the, the parity based on the population of Madison Street where there is a uh, not-black businesses that is imperative to the population of Madison Street, and then when we look at Gary, Indiana, there is a absence overall as far as business. How would you say Gary, Indiana, and then Madison Street, what would you all say would be the uh the obstacles in in pulling a black Wall Street district together
4: um, bringing the i believe bringing the people together is the first step because our people perish by lack of knowledge when when they get the knowledge of and the understanding of what Black Wall Street is um just the um, understanding of how we need to come together as unity, as a oneness, to build and establish our communities and take them back, um, I believe it, it can happen. Mm-hmm. There's nothing too hard to do, you know, if we put our minds to do it.
3: So yes. obstacles are just basically a just a process of eliminating the the obstacles. Is is that a fair assessment?
4: It's just a wall barrier, an obstacle, until we tear down that wall, remove Mm -hmm. that wall. It's like stepping out of the boat and walking on water. Mm -hmm. A lot of times our people are so afraid to step out because they're afraid of failing, but we have to learn to have faith and trust. I mean, we... And we'll make mistakes, but we get back up. Mm-hmm. And so an obstacle is just a barrier that we need to just remove out of our lives because we can do it.
3: Well, let me ask this. If, uh, if there was a building on um, Broadway that would symbolize uh, historical growth on uh, Broadway, what would that Building or that image that exists now be, and I guess the same way with Wait. Madison Street. What would be a building or a uh, a symbol that exists on both uh, business streets that people would identify with? Well,
5: are you it talking about one that would be created or one that's there now?
3: Well, both then, put it that way, one that would need to be created and one that is there that symbolize Broadway and that symbolize Madison Street.
5: Well, I'm not sure about Madison Street. I have yet to visit there, but as far as Broadway, I would say if one could be created, it would need to be a building that's modern as well as a building where our young people could gather to learn about all the great things that have happened in Gary, and as far as what is this now i don't know that there is such a place right now
3: mhm okay what would you think that the uh uh the convention center uh symbolized the um uh, the the strength and economics of uh Broadway
5: Genesis Convention Center represents a lot of potential, and what could be like summits that you mentioned, conventions. It's it's a very big place, and it can accommodate a lot of people. So to me, every time I see it, I see the potential of what it can be for the community.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, what about Madison Street? Uh, you know, what what would you say that symbolize a historical Image for Madison Street, or something that would need to be uh, established for Madison Street.
4: When we have the United Center on Madison, okay. Um, We have the United Center. Um, That's just itself with Michael Jordan been you know playing there, and a lot of other teams you know from basketball and hockey or whatever. But I. I would say the United Center. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, if there had to be one that needed to be built or structured, what type of facility do you think that would need to be? Mm. You know, something that probably would identify with uh,
4: the community the, the,
3: the community, the growth, the people that because I'm asking that question based on when we establish the uh the Black Wall Street districts, we want to establish it with a seal of that district. And it will have some type of preferably a building on that business strip that the community at large would identify with. It may be a street sign, uh matter of fact on Madison Street I think this call is Chatwood uh Chatwood Drive. I don't know if you're familiar with that uh area that they call Chatwood Drive on Madison and Cicero. Oh no. Okay. And I'm not,
4: um, uh. I don't know what they used, before they changed the name to West Haven, I don't know if it was the Henry Horner area or, um, but um, a lot of African Americans um, knew that because, see, I'm not from over in the area, but I'm not quite sure. I know they took down a lot of projects from over there. And so um like now they call it New West Haven and I think a lot of people was um questioning about that why they changed the name um, but just I now, guess Does
3: that represent Madison Street or the rep- uh, West Haven does it represent Madison Street or represent the west side of Chicago
4: That's representing um Madison Street um okay. I guess and I guess from um I guess it goes on to California, because um, it's so far that West Haven goes in that area. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, they, so
3: you would, um, I, I, I guess both of you see the potential of a Black Wall Street uh, district uh, on um, Madison Street and in on Broadway in Gary, Indiana. Uh, and in doing so, the uh, uh, you, you do see that the community can uh, embrace that. Now, we are going to be having a another summit. As a matter of fact, we're going to have a prelude to Summit 15. Summit 15 will be in March, but in uh, prior to Black History Month uh, in 2011, we want to focus on a new type of history, if all possible, to be organized, and that is the lost history of Black Wall Street, uh, which we are looking at having a more of a preliminary type of uh, hearing. Not hearing, I'm sorry, a preliminary type of uh, summit uh, for uh, the districts to capture the theme of black history with Black Wall Street. And at that time, we're looking for maybe we can have a chart of a plan of how we're going to do it. So it's not just a matter of saying that we want a black history, but we also want to actually implement black history doing black history. So we're talking about the history of Black Wall Street, but at the same time we're talking about implementing these Black Wall Street districts during Black History Month. Uh do you think that's something that we can um pursue based on the interests of Black Wall I mean I'm sorry, of Black History Month? Yes. Okay. Well, um, I guess I'm instigating again, you all. I hope you all get that.
5: I hear you. I got
3: you. <laughs> okay. Well, we definitely want to um, uh, uh, put some motions in place because Black Wall Street, as you can tell from the summits, we're not just about just having dialogue and talking about the issues, but during the summits we actually – pass uh, motions and resolutions to act on the discussions that we have and to build that up to have a somewhat of a similar type of uh, direction for the month of, uh, well, the ending of January. Uh, We're looking at maybe prior to the uh, summit, Uh, I mean prior to Black Black History Month. Uh, to kick it off that way. But also, I think, Sonia, we are talking about having a, um, ooh, wow, we got to do something quick, The uh, uh, a meeting on 35th Street. Is that what, how are we calling it? Meet and greet on 35th uh,
2: Street? Let's meet on 35th Street. Yes, we are. We're having a connecting and networking event on January 7th. Right here at 449 East 35th Street, we're uh, getting that information out as we speak. And uh, we've had some very successful and some very great networking events over here. Uh, the quality of people and the discussions uh, have been phenomenal, and I, I look forward to kicking off the year uh, January 7th. That's a Friday evening, and doing that once again. We have a lot of things coming up, Ron. Um mm-hmm right yeah. and
1: I, wanna so, to, I, wanna, I wanna talk to
2: i want i wanna talk to 'em i wanna talk about those things before we get off the air um mm-hmm. and something that's gonna be very important i wanna call us to stay here am I taking over your show line i wanna call us to stay mm-hmm. here with us uh I look forward to working with both of these young ladies uh I think they understand you know, what's ahead of them and the job that's ahead of them, and I think they're qualified to do it. Uh, Both of them have called again and spoken to me this week. Ms. Patterson, I have to get back to you again. Well, I think you probably answered all your questions, but uh, we are going to – I know you called me. I didn't forget you. I didn't forget you at all. But um, I want to talk about something that's that's very important to both of those Uh, districts and people who work in those districts run if I can and it's the proposal that Angela Williams from the uh, Stony Island District put forth uh, at the summit when she gave her report and it's the uh, request for proposal for maintenance contractors and security contractors. I don't want us to miss this deadline and I want us to get this information out because the deadline for proposals is December 30th and you don't have to be a Chicagoan or live in the Exchange uh, South Shore area or the Calumet Heights or Avalon area to to submit a proposal for these projects. And I'm going to uh, for the maintenance contract, this is the description. For the purposes of this Request for proposal, maintenance shall be, and she's defining maintenance here, mooring lawns, trash removal, snow removal and clearance of sidewalks and minor repair maintenance as requested by the chamber or SS commissioners. Now, they are looking for companies who have had past experience. So they're looking for people who already are licensed and have worked in these different areas, and I want to give Angela's information. Her telephone number is 773 So this is not heavy construction. You're not building buildings. It's actually maintenance of these communities, and you do not have to live in these communities to submit a proposal and uh, be a part of this. This is a $2 million project and we want you to get this information out. Now, uh, I'm sure both of you, and I'm going to ask you, do you know people that could probably do this, Ms. Jeffrey and Ms. Patterson?
5: Yes, I do. And as soon as you get the information to me, I will definitely forward it out.
2: Okay. And also here it says the encouraging respondents who are, MBE and WBE certified and that would be through uh the city of Chicago. So that covers a lot of areas and I I I was one I was running around so much at the summit. I did not hear her mention security contractors. People who have security com- companies. Mm-hmm. Uh until so she sent the information back over to me today because I know people who have security companies that uh should have this information. I know they're going to be overwhelmed with people asking questions about this, but the time is short. And uh, once I send this information out to you, which I will by email, I want you to forward it everywhere. I, she probably doesn't want to be overwhelmed, but want you to forward it everywhere you can because, uh, as we know, people will submit proposals, Ron, but that doesn't mean they will get them. So okay. the more qualified people who submit, the greater the chance of people out of our community getting these contracts. Uh, So we look forward to working with Angela and getting this information out. That's one of the things I want to be sure that I share this evening and I want to share it uh, with all the people who attended the summit this week. I want to be sure they have it in their emails, uh, at least by Saturday, so that they can move forward and get their proposals together. Excellent. And uh, want to share one other thing. You listen to Black Wall Street USA. We're recapping uh, the summit with Miss Nancy Jeffress, Jeffries uh, from the West Side, who's going to be a part of the Black Wall Street District over there, and Miss Patterson uh, from Gary, Indiana. Well, I want to ask you, did you? Derek Price worked. And Gary a lot. He's working on a lot of projects, and he should probably meet with Ms. Patterson. Do you know Derek Price,
5: Ms. Patterson? I what should. Yeah,
2: okay.
5: What's his name? Derek Price. Don't, but I have it now, and I definitely will look forward to speaking with him.
2: Right, I yeah, know that he's working, he working on some yeah. projects over there, Gary. Mm-hmm.
3: And he's also an associate of Black Wall Street as well.
2: Yes he is. Did you know that uh I didn't know this until a couple of weeks ago, right that uh Derek chartered a plane to Ghana that went to Ghana and back wow.
3: I know he is definitely working on a black airline uh project uh and right now he's in the process of leasing um airplanes in order to secure a commercial friendly Gary Airport. Um uh, and yes I, I do know that he did charter but what he wanna do is to move beyond the chartering from leasing airplanes to actually own them in order to bring that commercial traffic back to Gary. So he is uh definitely one person for sure that we want to have in the mix as we accommodate the Black Wall Street District of Gary with an airport.
2: And, and uh, I'm not quite sure, Miss. I'm not quite sure, Miss Patterson. Yes, and I will give you the contact information for Derek Price. I'm not quite sure, but I know that uh, he also. I mean, he works on a hundred days. I also know that he works within the banking industry, and he is interested and opening a bank. So that may be a project, too, that uh, I'm not sure what's going on with Gary. Uh, I'm sure all the major banks are there, but I'm not sure uh, what's going on with them as far as the black credit unions are concerned. Or are there any
5: black banks in Gary?
2: No.
3: Are Is not. there a bank in Gary? Bank?
5: There are banks in Gary, but not any black-owned that I am aware of. We had one, I guess if you could say as far as major businesses, it was one African American gas station owner, but that is no longer reality. So it, it's a lot of work to be done, and it can be done.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, we, we do have uh, another
5: caller on the line. Oh, okay.
2: Ron, um, uh, would you like to go right, to the other clear. caller? Okay, Caller from the 708 area coast. You're on the air with Black Wall Street USA. Welcome to the show.
6: Thank you for having me. Hi, Ryan. How's it going? Okay. You are and where you from? Mike Sullivan, from South Holland, from the Chicagoland area.
3: Well, how you doing, uh Mike Sullivan, Mister Blood cousin? Yes, I'm doing <laughs> good. And yourself? Oh, very good, very good. Welcome to the show. Uh, what do you think about the discussion? Uh well I guess there's three questions for you as well, uh, and along with your comment, but maybe we can hear your comment uh or question before I ask you. Okay, well, first of all I would like to say
6: uh hello to my cousin, but and I might be a might be a little biased in saying so, but the family is very 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 much proud of you because you are an active community organizer you're out here trying to help the people trying to help the black uh, business owners uh so um we, we as a family are wishing our cousin Rob pretty much success and and uh prosperity in the new year uh you, you're you're doing our ancestors and us that are here a uh, a uh, uh, great service and we're proud of you now
3: I appreciate those words very much. They're very encouraging. Thank you.
6: Okay. Now, my, uh,
3: you want a question from me, Ron? Well, it, you, well, you definitely made a comment, that's for sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, based on you was at the summit, uh, right. what was your perception? Of, was that your first summit that you attended, uh, Mike? No, that was my second. I, was, I attended okay. the one from last year also. What's your perception of what happened and uh, uh, the the process of the summit?
6: Well, what I what I thought of the summit was it, it, it was very informative. It was very informative, uh, uh, very interesting. Um, some things that I didn't know, and and one of, and some things that the, one of the guys that I brought didn't know what was going on. Some of the things that we could achieve you know together as a unit if we if we uh work at it um, It was just a lot of things that, that was there that we didn't know that we do know so uh I, I was glad about that the other thing is i think the uh with the effort that you guys are putting uh together for this i think the crowd will, will, will eventually get bigger and and that's what i would like to see a bigger crowd because it's very uh-huh. influential for, for for all of us in the in the different neighborhoods of chicago for us to know
3: mhm so. the um uh, earlier now you are also involved in an organization yourself uh the uh was it the black pipe fitters or it's, it's, well what what we uh formulated
6: was a, uh, an organization called bus Fair and the uh bus fair acronym, acronym uh stands for black united sprinkler fitters and related enterprises and uh this is in uh, correlations to the uh rosa Parks uh, uh bus boycott okay. as it, as, it, as as it relates to our situation somewhat with uh with the uh, injustice that's that's being done uh against the african american sprinkler fitters in our All local. Right. uh uh-huh. and, and and me saying that is is uh because we have approximately twelve to thirteen hundred um sprinkler fitters in our local okay and the African Americans only make up about a half a percent of that somewhere between twenty eight to thirty africans mm-hmm. Americans as a whole, and right. with that there's only approximately maybe four of us that's working
3: so uh-huh okay so uh is there a particular initiative or focus that you all are uh uh pursuing yeah basically we we're
6: trying to gain the uh the the uh the voice and and the help of the different aldermen in in a different ward uh uh possibly media uh insight and mm-hmm. uh and and and, and just some leadership and some guidance on how to rectify this situation because I mean we know that the that, that the country is still suffering somewhat, but why is it that we have to suffer as African Americans on such a greater scale, uh, more so than anybody else? Mm-hmm. Uh our like I say, our numbers are, are vastly lower than everybody else's, and 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 we we get hit the hardest. You know, we got mm-hmm. we like I said we make up maybe twenty eight to thirty. I mean, that's our membership, but we make up half a percent of the local. And basically, all of us are out of work. You know, so mm-hmm. I mean, we're looking mm-hmm. for we're looking for some help. And what I what we've been doing uh, is I started this me and another a couple other guys. And what we've been doing is going to the different aldermen in the different wards. And I've been with I met with Anthony Bill, and he's helped us along the way. Uh, and uh, talk with you, of course. Um, also, Tony Preckwinkle's people, and 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 Willie Cochran, and a few other people. Carrie Carrie Austin, a few other people. And I'm supposed to meet with Howard Brookins in another couple of weeks. But just to say, hey, you know, we're we're suffering an injustice, and there's this work that's being done, and everybody's war because of the uh, the the. Um, the uh, stimulus money, and it's mm. possible if you can make sure that a couple of us are put on those jobs in your ward, since mm-hmm. we are minorities and, and city residents. Right.
3: Yeah. Well, we're definitely as you can uh, if you can recall at the summit. I don't know if you was there at this time, but we talked about uh, parity of the contracts that goes in each ward, right. where we're looking at the alderman right now. The City of Chicago uh, Procurement Office awards all of the city grants. The steel represents something like a 4 to maybe 6% of blacks being part of the contracts and the vending of the city government. So what we're doing is calling for a parity legislation that would give the aldermen contract procurement oversight and implementation whereby if you go on the uh to the 50th ward and you see a representation of that population and it so happens that that representation is a a a racial uh percentage of maybe about 90 percent white right so when you go there You're gonna see 90% white working on those projects, which uh, that represents that community. But when we go to other inner city, I can use my ward, the 17th ward, you still see that same representation in the 17th ward that is also in the 50th ward, which is 90% other than black. Yep, exactly. Which may right. So our legislation that we are pursuing will at least give the alderman control in order to meet that particular goal to have fair parity of the contracts in each particular ward. So again, just taking the fiftieth ward which is 9 percent white and if it don't have no but and if but if it is Ward, if it has maybe about 2% blacks that live in that ward, then we need to see at least 2% of the work in the 50th Ward going to black people. But in the 17th Ward, if we have 90% black people, then we probably need to see 90% black people working on all the work in that particular ward. So we have here one particular ultimate in support of that legislation was uh, Diane Phillips, I believe. She's from the 19th Ward that represent a population of 30% black, but she is definitely supportive of that form of legislation. So I would think that uh, the uh, for BUS uh, that we do work on that type of legislation to ensure that when it comes to, our particular uh communities that uh with the sprinklers that bus is very much part of uh equal parity of those contracts right. so yes right, so uh, right. we need to do what we can to uh help push uh bus in its initiative for fair representation
6: right and you and right, you are absolutely right because. Right after uh, that Saturday Black Wall Street summit meeting, uh, they had a South Shore. Um, they had the, uh, an open house for general co- contractors at the South Shore Cultural Center that Tuesday, in which they based the procurement off- office basically said the same thing, similar to what you were saying, but but they said seven percent, you know, my, minority representation. And
3: uh, well, minority representation or. Or or black representation. Well, uh, well uh, I think he said minority.
6: You can't I think, he which black. One I think it he said black. I think cause I think because okay. I pulled him to the side and he said he said seven percent black uh, uh, particip- minority participation. I it was a guy by the name of Paul from the procurement department. I pulled him to the oh, side. Oh, buddy. The, yeah. So yes, he did say that, and uh, b- basically just piggybacking on what what you're saying and. Uh, I just want to let the other listeners know we're not saying, uh, you know, to discriminate against the white. We just the, the, our Caucasian brothers, but we're saying we need some fair representation with the with the African Americans because as of right now we're not getting it. So, mm-hmm. and the only way we're going to get it is if we start employing our people in the wards that 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 the work is
3: is being being done in. Right. Okay. Well, we are getting close to the end of the show and as we are doing so, we are also uh we want to get some closing comments from our two callers and uh from you as well. Just hold on, Mike, and so I can give Sonia some time to say something on this program. Um from um uh, Miss Patterson, uh as we get ready to close up, what would be some of your uh Closing uh, remarks.
5: Well, I wanted to just say to you guys thank you for this opportunity and for everybody listening to just continue to reach out and connect in our communities and work together to make change happen because we can do it. And I do want to ask for the support of your listening audience. We have the opportunity to earn a Refresh grant for education. If you could vote for this opportunity, you can text your vote, 104647 to 73774, or you can visit refresheverything.com forward slash prep for success to give us the opportunity to continue to educate our young people.
3: All right. Okay. And from the Great West Side?
4: (laughs) (laughs) I would say this Uh, an awesome idea regarding um, getting contractors out of our own community to help rebuild in our community. Um, Like you said, not discriminating on other races, but to allow our people to have the opportunity to be able to work and build to say, I did this. Or even to let their kids know, we built this building, or we did this here. You know, there's nothing in the community where we can say... um, our ancestors, because they don't, you know, built this building, or so I think that's a great idea with the um, with the bus, as um, far as getting contractors to build in our community. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to just invite the callers to come and visit. It's in the Bag Boutique at 2413 West Madison, on the west side of Chicago. The number is three one two seven three three one seven one two just to keep the money circulating in our communities by buying black. Um mm-hmm. we have to come together and work together. Um and I believe that is the key in African Americans if we can get them um to get together in unity. I think the mindset and just train them them exactly of um what it takes to um buy in our community mm-hmm. to keep right. our dollars circulated.
3: Right. You know so Okay so and uh, um Mike, you representing the uh bus, the union, and how would you sum up uh the direction that what Black Wall Street needs to take on based on the agenda of 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 a bus well, first, I think
6: how how it, uh black wall street can be uh influential for us. Would be basically to uh just help us to keep getting the word out you know whether it be media and and black contractors or contractors you know um, amongst the people just letting everybody know you know what's going on with the uh with the black sprinkler fitters in the in the industry because i uh, here I'll give you a case in point a, a, just a real short piece with our numbers. That we have now, at the rate that we're going, we're going to be extinct in the local. Uh, you know, yeah. they, we're going to be de- extinct. The Guys have been out for two years already. They're already talking about. They already shut down the, the unemployment thing, so people's unemployment will mm-hmm. be be gone by the end of the, of the month. We have uh, some of the younger guys that are that are sprinkler fitters that got ten years in. At least three of them that I know have moved on to different states to try another line of work, so uh, Vegas, Texas, and and Florida. And, and right. so that's three young
3: guys that we've lost out of the industry already. Right. Well, yeah. we're definitely going to uh, uh, take on that. As a matter of fact, uh, I think all three of you, if you all can, when you have some information, because we're in the process of getting another issue of South Street Journal out, So we definitely welcome you all to uh, submit to us so we can put that in the paper as well. And I definitely enjoy you all being on our program. Uh, Sonia, did I give you any time?
2: You gave me my two minutes, as usual. We want to thank each of you for listening to Black Wall Street USA. Uh, we do appreciate your input and the time that you, you spent with us. It, it's been a great show and greatly informative. So with my two minutes, Mr. Carter, I want oh, to say sorry. that uh, – no, you not. you do it all that. No, you not. <laughs> but uh, this is black washington u s a and that's okay uh, with my last two minutes, I'm going to say that uh you I am having it in the ground book. now,
3: okay, all right, all right I'm nice, I'm nice
2: with my last two minutes that you just took up like thirty seconds with my last two minutes, I wanna say that uh, I will be having another book discussion on uh black America asking ourselves the tough questions that is. This Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the Woodson Library, 9525 South Hostet. Would love for you to come out and join us and be part of that discussion. Uh, call me if you have any questions, 312-239-8835, about this evening's discussion. Or if you'd like to be a guest on Black Wall Street USA, whether you're in Chicago or across the nation, we welcome your input. And we are planning uh, another networking event for January the seventh. Uh let's meet on thirty fifth street, uh, that evening, probably five PM to ten and we hope to uh hope that each of you will attend and come out and uh share your business visions with us. And Ron, do you, you have one minute? What's your final words?
3: Well, I definitely appreciate our guests. We're going to follow up with our guests. With uh, my cousin uh, Mike on on bus the uh, the organization to try to get uh, blacks to have more representation on those type of jobs and definitely with uh, Gary Indiana and uh, Madison Street as Black Wall Street districts because as we say with all three initiatives of our guests when our three year olds see us in control of the economics then we are for sure that they know how to follow and be in control for their three years old to follow them as well. So with that in mind, it's on you, Sonia.
2: We want to thank you for listening to Black Wall Street USA with host Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago and candidate for alderman of the 17th Ward. I'm Sonia Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black BlackBusinessNetwork.com. Please join us next week right here on blogtalkradio.com, and we look forward to you. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, guests. See you next Good night,
3: week. Yo. Good night, all. Good
2: night. Good night.
1: Hello?